Amen. Well, open your Bibles to uh, Philemon. How about that? Give you a good one to find right off. You know, uh, we talk, and, and in this church, we've got a lot of doers, don't we? I'm a doer, I'm a doer, I'm a doer of the Word of God, but you cannot be a doer of the Word of God unless you're a hearer of the Word of God. Now, the Bible does tell us not only to be a hearer, but unless you first hear, you ain't going to do. And if you hear wrong, you ain't going to do it right. So hearing is quite important, is it not? So today we want to talk about hearing from God. Hearing, period. Hearing, hearing to gain faith. Hearing the Word, understanding it, receiving in the capacity that it was giving, given, and being the doer that God's created us to be. Um, we cannot be that, and unless we hear His word properly, you know, it's a, a lot of people say, "Well, you, you know, you just got to listen to." No, you've got to hear it. You, you can listen to lots of things. You can be listening. You can, and you know, I could, I could be sitting here and I could hear somebody over here, and I, but I don't know their heart. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what they mean, but unless I truly know their heart, right? It's communication. It's not just me hearing. And thinking, I know everything that he just said. It's true communication between us and God, between his word and our heart. And the way we hear it decides what type of a communication it is. Amen? Yeah. Amen. In uh, Philemon, right? In verse uh, 4. Is that right? Verse 4. See if I already got my notes messed up. Look at that. There they are. There you go. Philemon 4. It says, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus and towards all saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Amen? Now, how are we going to, how are we going to, Hear, unless we hear the goodness of God, how are we going to live that goodness, to speak that goodness to others, to be able to let people know and know His heart in true communication of what He means? In other words, so many people have heard so many things now that they're not communicating faith, right? They're communicating tradition. They're communicating what they think is what is God's will because this is what happened in my life. You know, I prayed to be healed and I didn't, so God doesn't heal all the time. They just communi- they just communicated unbelief. They did not communicate faith. They did not communicate the things of God because they did not hear properly. They heard through tradition. They heard through the things God the, through the things of the world, through their five senses, through lots of things, but they did not hear and gain faith from it. It didn't go to their heart. The truth of the Word of God, which is what Paul said he wanted communicated. Right? The truth of the Word of God. He wanted. He prayed that they would communicate effectually what the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ had done in their life. That's what we want to communicate. That's what people can hear and gain faith from. You can't hear tradition and religion and get faith. It's not possible because it's unbelief. You can't get faith from unbelief. Right? So I can't come up to you and say, well, you know, I know it says that he'll meet all your needs according to your riches and glory, but, you know, I believe that, and uh, I, I lost my house. 
So obviously that doesn't mean what it says. And so here's what we're going to say. They're not talking about financial things. Just like Dan said in the, in those other scriptures, they're not talking. So immediately we've taken the power out of that verse. We've taken God out of that verse. We've taken faith out of that verse. We cannot gain faith in, in, in anything he does through traditional beliefs, through traditional thinking, through thinking with your five senses, through thinking with your, your lack of experience. I always want to say your experience. That may be your experience, but what it was was your lack of experience in God. Amen? And so we want to hear from God and do those things, and we want to hear the anointed word. Look at Romans 10, 17. Amen? Romans 10. How do we get faith? How do we get faith? Romans ten seventeen says, in the King James, guys, so I don't confuse you. <laughs> Forget about that, you know, every now and then. i gotta got to keep them on their toes back there. Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Just like I said before, any other hearing, if you hear anything other than the Word of God, and see... God won't meet your needs is not in the Word of God, right? God doesn't always do what He says is not in the Word of God. What it does is it detracts trust from God, it takes the value out of His Word, and it gives you the ability to do nothing, right? And then you can fail, right? It's real easy. We can believe what we want to believe and fail, or we can believe in the goodness of God and in the truth of His Word and succeed at all times because faith comes by hearing. If, nothing, if for no other reason you want to gain that, it's because the just live by faith, right? So you want to learn to hear, right? Hearing just became real important. Why? Because you've got to live by faith, and without hearing, you can't do it, right? So you, and you don't want to just hear. You want to hear the anointed word, right? Not the, not the anti-anointed word, right? There's a truth in that, guys. Anything contrary to what is true, what is the goodness of God. And I know I've said this over and over, and I'm going to keep saying it. You've got to have that goodness of God foundation. If you don't believe He's good, it'll mess up His Word. Yeah. Right? You'll take... You'll, we were reading Romans, uh, you know... What, we've been still reading Romans, haven't we? Just got out of it. But we were reading a chapter, and, and Ramsey looked at me and said, She said, Dad, that looks like you know, God kind of does what God wants to do. And I said, no, God never changes. So he does do what he wants to do. He never changes. We change. We get on one side or the other all the time. Right? And we can be on the side of his mercy at all times, and he'll have mercy on us. Or we can be on the other side, and he won't. Why? He can't. You know, he can't, he can't give you mercy because he would have to change to do it. He's unchangeable. That's not going to happen. If we're waiting for God to change, or if you're praying, if, you, if anyone in here is praying and they think they're praying in faith for God to change, you need to stop because that's never going to happen. He has never changed. If He does change, guess what? We're, the world's going to explode and we will no longer be here. Because the world is upheld by the word of His power. Right? And so if He ever does anything contrary to His own word... Wave really quick because we're getting ready to go. All right? It's never going to happen, though, because He is God. Amen? Hallelujah. But we want to hear the anointed Word. What are you believing for? Hear the anointed Word. Do not allow 
Do not allow traditional and well-meaning people to come in with their fine-sounding arguments and talk you out of God's best. Right? Don't let them talk you into feigning. Don't let them talk you into quitting. Right? That's not the kind of stuff we want to hear. That's not the kind of stuff that will bring faith. That is anti-anointed. Which makes it what? Anti-Christ. Anti-Christ. Look over at 1 John 4. 1 John 4. You know, a lot of people, they hear the word Antichrist, they start thinking about a person and the end of times. And you know what? That's all going to happen. But John said that the spirit of the Antichrist has been in the world even since he wrote this. Right? What is that spirit of Antichrist? It's anything that's against the anointing. Right? Anything that is against the anointing is Antichrist. And it will bring those results. Amen? Dear friends, verse 1. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits and see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. What's a false prophet? It's, it, you know, we, we can take that to its worst form, to somebody that says, you know, God's not real, you know, He doesn't love... You know, but that, you can take it into its simplest form. God doesn't heal anymore. Right. Healing passed away with, with the apostles. God will take care of you sometimes. He won't take care of you sometimes. He'll, he'll make you sick to teach you something. What's that old thing? Oh, he had to put me on my back, so I'd look up. No. Get on your back yourself if you need, to, need that to look up. That's, that, I don't want to be on my back to look up. I'll go like this. Thank you. My neck still works. Hallelujah. That, that is Antichrist. You know, I know people would not want to hear that. People that have said those things, they don't want to hear that. It doesn't make you an antichrist. It makes you speaking with the spirit of the antichrist because it's not anointed and it detracts from faith. It takes away from faith. When you, be- when you begin to teach and tell people things like that, when you go in a pulpit and you say, hey, God will make you sick if, you, if he's got to to teach you something. Find it in the scripture. Find it in the Scripture. Then they'll say, well, what about Paul's thorn? What about Job? No, no. Satan made Job sick. Paul's thorn was most people. No, anyway. No, we're not going into... But, you know, they want... The problem with that is they stepped off their goodness of God foundation. Right? To believe those things, what you have to do is say, okay, God's good all the time, but... Not there, so I got to step over here because now I got to be in the middle of God's good or God's not. You know, because that's not good. I don't. You can call it whatever you want. I don't, if you learned through a bad experience, I'm glad you learned. Do you want to go through the ba- a bad experience again to learn again? That's not God's plan for learning. God, God didn't say, "Well, here's how I'm going to teach them. Every time they need to learn something, I'm going to cause something bad to happen to them, so they'll see that they don't like it, so they won't do it anymore." I would rather not learn that way. When you guys, when you just rather open up the Bible and say, "Oh, don't do that." Okay. <laughs> See, now I'm not going to do that. You know, it's like when you read the bottle and it says poison, don't eat it. You know, I don't. Oh, <laughs> that is poison. Maybe no, you don't eat it. Right? As Yogi would say, "Be smarter than the average bear." Right? Well, and I mean that's that. It's that simple, though, guys. When we start believing traditional thoughts, traditional thinking, we now become anti-anointed and we cannot 
be a witness in the earth now. Because now we're being a witness for the enemy. Because we're anti-Christ. We're anti-anointed. And people that hear that word, what do they get? Unbelief. Unbelief. Let's go ahead and read the rest of that. This is how you recognize the, the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges Jesus Christ came, came, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, I'm reading two versions in my head, is from God. Let's stop right there. If Jesus Christ came in the flesh, if He died on the cross, your sins are forgiven. If, he, if by His stripes you were healed, He came in the flesh. He had to take those stripes on His back. If somebody says you are not healed by His stripes, what is that? Antichrist. It, it denies that He came in the flesh. Because everything He accomplished for us, He accomplished in the flesh as a man full of the Holy Spirit. If we deny that by denying the truth of His Word, you know, we're not saying, well, I'm not saying He's not good, I'm just saying He doesn't heal all the time. You denied His Word. You denied in part that He came in the flesh and accomplished these things. It's not just saying they're denying that He was here. Right? Most people... In, historians won't even deny that he was here. Right? They deny what he accomplished in that flesh. He came in the flesh so that we might have life. If he had not come in the flesh, we would not have abundant life. It would not be available to us. Right? We would not have the availability of healing, of prosperity, of peace, of love. We wouldn't have... You know, people say, peace? No. If he didn't come in the flesh, why? He, he, he paid for our peace. The chastisement needful to obtain our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. The things that he accomplished, he accomplished in the flesh. When we acknowledge his goodness, when we acknowledge his healing power, when we acknowledge that he wants us prosperous, when he, we acknowledge that we have the peace that passes understanding, when we acknowledge that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, we are acknowledging Jesus Christ came in the flesh. We are Christ. We are the anointed word. Amen? And people gain faith from hearing that. When you hear that, that brings faith. Why? Now I can be healed. Why can I be healed? Because God said so. I heard it with my ears. I believe it in my heart. And I'm saved. I heard it with my ears. I believe it in my heart. I confess it with my mouth. And I'm healed. Right? It's the same principle over and over and over again. We just have to... Not be anti-anointed. We have to believe His Word, trust in Him, right? Know His heart. You know, all you got to do to know His heart, right, is read. Hear His Word. John 3.16, heart of God. For He so loved Dave. Right? So For He so loved Jack. For He so loved the world. That he gave his only son. His only. You know, I got an only daughter. And I think about that. And I'm like, I'm glad you're God. <laughs> right? And I said, I got to grow. I got to grow. I got to be there. If, if, if its value is that great. And he knew its value. Right? But he wanted us to see his heart. I gave this because I love you. You're that important to me. If you're that important to me. You need to think I'm good. You need to think, you need to gain everything out of me that I wanted for you. 
Don't just stop at going at coming to see me someday. Get everything I got for you on the way. Right? Pick up every single thing on the way. Don't forget one thing. Don't walk by that healing. Don't get past that prosperity. Don't don't overlook that peace. Don't walk outside that love. I put those all in your path so you can walk in them and, and enjoy them and have life and have it abundantly. That's the heart of God. But to hear Him properly, you got to know that heart. Right? We want to hear all things properly. Right? We, we want to, you don't want to hear your neighbor wrong. Right? I think that's, I think that is why, uh, texting and emails have become so popular because you don't have to hear a person's heart. You don't even have to know what they say. Problem is, with texting and emails, you don't get to know a person's heart. And if you don't know the person, you could easily get offended at texts and emails. I'm certain that the enemy likes texts and emails sometimes. They're a great business tool because if you're doing business, sometimes you just need to say, hey, go do this. That's great. Go do this. Right? But if you're, if you're talking to a friend, the fact is, I'll tell on Ramsey because she was doing it last night anyway. But she was texting back and forth with a friend that they were kind of at odds. And she's texting back and forth. And I said, call her. She said, no, I can't call her. Why? Because you'll have to hear her heart then, and she'll have to hear yours. You can fix things just that quick when you can hear somebody's true heart. Right? Many times what they said you mistook totally because you couldn't hear their heart. Right? That's what happens so many times to Christians. They look at, I'll have mercy on whom I'll have mercy. And they say it just like that. I'll have mercy on whom I'll have mercy. And that's how they say it. And that's not what God said. He said, I'm going to have mercy on who I'll have mercy. In other words, I'm going to have mercy on everyone that will let me have mercy on. And that's what God was saying. That was His heart. It's the heart of love, not the heart of hard. Right? He's not a hard God. He is a good God looking for every opportunity to bless us. But we want to hear Him right to have our faith set right to receive from Him. People that don't believe He's good don't receive His best. They never will. Why? Because they have no faith in it. Faith does not come by hearing the word of unbelief. It comes by hearing the anointed word. The anointed word is the word of truth. It's the word that will bring you out. So hearing the anointed word and not hearing trash. And I'm sorry. If you believe this in the past... You know what? I'm not. I don't, there's not one person in here that can tell me they have not believed something traditional. There's, you can't. If you do, you need to check your heart. Brother Moore's got a series he's teaching right now. <laughs> every person, because especially in America, we're taught tradition. We're taught stuff like, oh, God will take you out if he needs to. We're taught that kind of stuff. In America, it's in songs. Just in, you, you could just be singing a song and all of a sudden hear that in it, right in the middle of it. You know, where, oh, where can my baby be? The Lord took her away from me. That's not even a Christian song, and they just blamed God. They, they, they don't even, again, they don't know Him. How can they accuse Him? you got to know His heart. You want to get into this Word because faith comes by hearing the heart of God. The Word of God is the heart of God. Right? It is how He thinks, how He feels, how He 
reacts and, and acts to every situation. It is his love in action in every situation. He is a loving God with loving plans. He does not send text and emails that have no feeling in them. If he sends you one, you'll see his heart. Amen. Yeah, which is just a side note, guys. Text and emails are great. Don't get me wrong. But I can't see your heart if I don't know you. You text me something, there's, and I'll guarantee you there's been a lot of people who have gotten offended because they couldn't see a person's heart. And it was a real simple thing that they were just trying to say. And they typed it in a way that the person read it. And when we read, you hear. You hear when you read. When you're reading, don't you hear inside? You can hear, you can hear inside yourself. But you're reading how you think it's being typed. That's why we've got to know the heart of God. Because when you read the Bible... If you read the way you think, right? That's why we got the Holy Ghost. We don't have to read the way we think. The Holy Ghost can show us exactly what God's saying every time He says it, even though it's in text. Right? We've got to become the one that doesn't get offended when they see, I'll have mercy on whom I'll have mercy. See, that's what happened. That came in text. And somebody said, oh, great, He's not going to have mercy on me. Oh, you should have said, oh, thank God I can have mercy. See, we read it backwards, but that's how we think. We think traditionally. We think because that's how people talk. I'll have mercy on you if I want to have mercy. I don't have to do nothing I don't want to do, my guy. That's how they talk, too. I got some of them that talk to me just that way. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, you do that, but that's not God. That's not God. What God's saying is, I'm going to have mercy on them. They just give me one little opening, and I'm going to have mercy on them. Amen? And that's, that's the heart of God. He's a good God, does good things, looking for, looking for good things to do. Amen? And if we know Him, right? You all know somebody that you know really good. Now, if somebody came up to you, and they're, and they're a good person, good Christian giver, you know, and, and, uh, and they say, uh, well, they went out last night, and they... Robbed a bank, took three hostages, and are living in Canada somewhere. You know, I've known Rick. He's not in here. I've known him forever. Now, if somebody came up and told me about him, I know his heart. I would question that immediately. I'd say, no, no, I don't think so. No, Rick would not do that. Now, Rick is a human, right? And, And he could make an error. God, on the other hand, if we truly know God, and somebody comes up to you and says, Oh, God took that little kid... Needed, needed another flower in the garden or the, whatever they say. Needed neither neither angel in the choir. You know, it's well-meaning, but it's antichrist. I'm sorry. It, it's, it's meant to try and comfort somebody, but it's not truth. You know, I don't need to sit around and try to figure it out or explain it. Why? Because I've got one foundation. God's good. God's good. God loves me. God loves you. And when people say stuff like that, I don't say, ooh, well, let me step off God's good for a second think about that. No, I stand firm on God's good, and I say, no, that's not possible. Right. And when they say, oh, yeah, but let me give you the details, and I say, no, I don't need details. God is good. I don't need it explained. I don't need it taught to me. In fact, I don't want it taught to me. Let me show you. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I would have fainted had I not believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Let me show you that He's good. 
Let me show you. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter how many things you can back it up with. God's good. Wait for Him to show you. Wait for Him to show you. He will. And you'll hear it. You'll get it in your heart. And you won't be so easily swayed by Antichrist. Right? Jesus came in the flesh. Jesus came in the flesh so that we could have life. Abundant life. Not so we could only have part of what He died, died and rose again for us for. Right? He wanted it for us all. Did we get through that whole? No, we didn't. Verse 4, you, do, you do, dear children. Wait a second. Here we go. Verse 3. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is, that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. That sounds like me talking. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming in, is coming and even now is already in the world. Yes, dear children, are, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. I can overcome that spirit of Antichrist by the greater one in me. Why? Because he knows the heart of God. Right? What's that in Romans 8? Right? Spirit searches all things. Knows the heart of God. I got the Holy Spirit. I can know the heart of God. A lot of people say, oh, you can't know the heart of God. God works in mysterious ways. You know what? You can know the heart of God. You have the Spirit of God in you. We can know and we can have His best all the time, every time. Amen? Amen. So how do we, so what do we want to do? We want to hear clearly. We want to hear the anointed word. Go over to Luke 8. What is keeping us from hearing? Luke 8. We're going to look at verse, start looking in verse 10, but uh, I'll read you verse 18 real quick. It says, Take heed therefore how ye hear. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken, even that which he seemeth to have. Take heed how you hear. Right? A hearing is not just what you hear. You know, you could hear anti-anointed word. But how did you hear it? Did you hear it in a condition that you could not receive it? Right? Now, if you're in a condition, your heart has to be in a condition to receive from God when you hear Him. Right? Right? Hallelujah. You, you, what you want? You want, you, you want to hear His Word perfectly. You want His Word to have greatest effect in your life at all times. To hear it perfectly, you've got to be, it says, be careful how you hear. Is that what it said? Take heed there how you hear. So it's not just what you hear. You know, so, so I remember the first time I read that, and I've talked about it a lot in prayer on Wednesday night. Well, you know, because I'd heard for, you know, I'd actually read over it and said, well, be, be, take heed what you hear. No, it's not what you hear. It's how you hear it. You're going to hear everything. You're going to hear God will take you down. You're going to hear God doesn't want you prosper. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean He wants you rich. He doesn't heal everybody all the time. Great-grandma was a great person. She didn't get healed. If she didn't get healed, I don't care what the Word says. It doesn't work. i got people said that, and I maybe not... About their aunt, but I've had people say that to me. It works. My lack of belief does not take away its power. 
just takes away its ability in my life. Right? God's word works every time it's put, put to work. How I hear it is how much faith I gain from it. Right? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how I hear his word is what's going to decide how much value it has in my life. Right? Because first it's going to decide whether I even keep it at all. Right? Verse uh, 10. And Jesus said, Unto you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, hearing they might not understand. Now the, the parable is this. The seed is the Word of God. So we know we're talking about the Word of God, right? Right? All right. Word of God. So the first first person is those by the wayside are they that hear. First thing you got to do is hear. You have no ability to gain anything from God if you don't first hear. You know, I remember when I first came back to God and was starting to do the things I wanted to go and do and hear on the way. That's not the way to do it. There, there is a verse about that. It says, zeal without knowledge is uh, not good. It's in, it's in uh, Proverbs 19, I believe. You can look it up. Zeal without knowledge, not good. I had zeal, no knowledge. Ran. Started talking. Man, had, had word in me too, but, but it was... It just wasn't in the right place yet. You know, it, it was Word. But I'd tell anyone who didn't want to listen. You know, those that would listen, that's great. But anyone who didn't want to listen, you need to listen too. Come on, listen to me. I'm going to talk for a while. I'm going to tell you what I know. Right? Was well, not effective. Zeal without knowledge. But the first thing you got to do is hear. You got to hear His Word. The seed is the Word. So thereby the, they are those by the wayside that they hear. Then cometh the devil to take away the Word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Matthew 13 in this same parable says that they had zero understanding. So they heard with no understanding and it had no effect. And immediately that seed was taken out of their life. Why did they have no understanding? They didn't want to believe. Right? Who knows? Um, I know uh, years and years and years ago, I know you find this hard to believe, but I chewed tobacco. And I know that it's hard to believe because I'm perfect most of the time. But I chewed tobacco. And this was, I think I was in the seventh or eighth grade, somewhere in there, and, and my mom found out. And she said, uh, she said, I'm not really uh, concerned about what it will do to you physically. She said, I'm more concerned about what it will do to you spiritually. It will separate you from God. It will, it will slowly separate you from God. And you know what? It was, it was anointed word, right, because it was from the heart of her, from the heart of God, because she did not want to see me separated from God. And I immediately said, no. Why? I'd already hardened my heart. I knew she was going to try and talk me out. I mean, she's mom. She's going to try and talk me out of it. That's what she's going to do. Right? Anything you guys ever did, Mom didn't want you to have fun. Right? Dad, he's not, he's not out for your fun. He's out to keep you here and here and here. That, and that's the way people see God, too. Right? And they don't trust. Right? Didn't, didn't trust her, trust myself. Couldn't hear. Immediately that word sucked away. You know, until years and years later. Lots of years later. Chewed, chewed for lots of years. Chewed skull for lots of years. 
and uh, came back to God and was still chewing. And one day, and I, and you know what? I was convinced in my heart that he would never. Oh, he don't care if I chew. And uh, wrong, <laughs> wrong again. Next thing I know, I wasn't chewing. And it was, and and what 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 really happened is I heard those words again, and I looked back, and I thought, wow, I went from here. And I was in, in those in those days, I was seeking God, even as a seventh and eighth grader, I was seeking the things of God. And I watched from that point where I went and what I did. And where it had taken me to. And I looked back and I thought, man, had I only received that word then. What a waste of years. Because I hardened my heart. I don't know why the, I don't know why the ground's hard. I don't, know why the, you know, I don't know why people wouldn't receive. I know why I didn't. If that helps, use it. Amen? Look back. Look back at people who have sown into your life. Don't harden your heart. Don't cast away understanding. If, even if you don't understand it, seek it out. Right? If, if somebody tells you something in love, in the love of God, I'm not saying tells you you ought to be giving them your, their car, you know. God told me you should give me your car. No. 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 I'm talking about something just like that. Somebody tells you something. Don't cast it away because you don't understand it. Seek it out. Try to understand it. See if it makes sense. The reason these people gain nothing immediately, they harden their heart, nothing could... The minute they harden their heart, seed couldn't go anywhere. Right? Hard heart can't receive seed. You know, everybody said, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Look at that. That's what God gave Pharaoh the same opportunity He gave Moses. Right? God didn't change. Right? Sunlight hardens clay, softens other things. Guess it's all what's in your heart, isn't it? Yeah? God's good. Did I tell you guys that yet? Good. God's good. And He does good. And He's looking to do good. And when He can't do good, He wants to do good. Like when He sees you and He says, Oh, gosh, I want to get that to them. If they just do this. And, he, and, they, and they, they take a step towards it. He goes, oh. And he, I mean, he's got good ready. He's, oh, 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 oh. They're almost. And I mean, he's excited. He wants good. If we see God that way, he's a dad. Man, when my daughter is doing something, and I know she's this close to me being able to bless her. You know, because she's been believing for stuff. And she's this close to me being able to bless her. And I'm sitting there, oh. And I got the money ready. I got it laid to the side. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's a better dad than me. He wants good for us. Understand it. Hear it. Don't let it go. Put it in the midst of your heart. Guard it. Right? He's good. Zero understanding in a hard heart. Seed can't get in the ground. Makes no difference. You still heard it. So when you go before God, and they'll say, I didn't know that. And they'll say, yeah, you heard it. Whew. What are you going to do? When you stand before God and he said, and you say something like, well, I never heard that. I didn't know it. And he goes, yeah, let me show you. Let me reel this back for you. This is when you heard it. This is when you hardened your heart. This is why you never got it. Oh. Don't you think we'll just be better off with it? First, first thing he says, yep, I did it wrong. Yep, no, I was wrong. Yeah. When you're standing before God, don't try to make excuses. <laughs> You know, just just get on your face, 
say, you're God, and thank you for letting me be here. Yes. Amen. You know, I don't need to make excuses. You're God. Hallelujah. All right. Number 13. Verse 13. Where did I go to? Okay, so, so they on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while, which for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. Another version says persecutions. So these are people that receive the word and again don't know the heart of God. Again, they receive it, though, and then they say, oh, man, that sounds good. You guys ever ministered to somebody like that? And, man, they're, they're, they walk out of your presence and Bible study and church, and they're like, oh, yeah, I got it now. I got it now. And they get home, and there's three bills in the mail. Oh, I just believed that. I just now heard that God wants me prosperous, and he's going to take care and meet all my needs. And what do you do, God? You send me bills. And immediately, God just got credit for your bills. Now, was God there when you signed that paper? He was there, and he was saying, don't, stop, oh, no, oof. You know, if you'll just look in the natural at your paycheck compared to your, no. He was there. We weren't listening, right? But you got a hold of the Word, you received it with joy, your zeal. Again, you got that zeal, you run out. Man, he wants me well. I prayed. I got in the prayer line. Got in the prayer line. Received. Got. Got. Fell down. Got in the prayer line. Fell down. Got to be healed now, right? Hallelujah! I'm in the prayer line. Got healed. Walk out. Oh man, I know I got healed, but God, you putting it back on me? I guess He's trying to teach me something. Threw the word away. Wow. Boom. Gone. Received it with joy, little persecution, little bit of didn't happen when you thought it should. It's fleshy, right? We're, we're still people. We are trained. We are trained to react by our five senses. If somebody says, what's the temperature? You go, it's cold. Yeah? And you're trained to do that. If somebody says, it's going to rain Tuesday? What do we say that we're at prayer Wednesday night? No, it's not going to rain here. It's going south. No. Side note. Inside joke, can't know unless you're here. But it's not going to rain Tuesday. Hallelujah. Um, but we're trained what we see. You know, what, are those people poor? Yeah, they're poor. They have an old car in their houses. They're poor. We're trained. Uh, I got bills that, you know, God's not meeting my needs. You what, what you see, what you feel, what you touch, taste, and smell are not faith. They have nothing to do with faith. You can't say, oh, yeah, I believe that's wood now. No. <laughs> no. So you'd have to say, I believe that's wood. And then, oh, yeah, that's right. You guys still here? Was that messed up? <laughs> you can't do it, guys. Faith doesn't come by feeling. It doesn't say faith comes by smelling and smelling. No. Does it? No. Faith... Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the anointed Word of God. Right? Can't get it another way. You can hear other things. They're not going to bring faith. Right? You can receive the Word in your heart and still not bear fruit if the condition of your heart is shallow, if the condition of your heart is not ready. How you heard it, the condition you were in, 
when you heard it and you got offended because it didn't work. And then some well-meaning person with a fine-sounding argument came in. Oh, yeah, you didn't know. Let, let me bring you a theologian in here because he'll help you to not understand it. Right? You know, so I just thank God that I didn't get to be around a bunch of theologians so I could not understand things. You know, I just had a couple parents that said, well, God's good. And I, but mom and dad, we don't have any, uh, we're going to move. Because, well, God's good. But, but our car, well, God's good. They didn't step off that. Never stepped off that. Didn't have anybody to help me learn that God wasn't good sometimes. Sometimes he just won't be good to you. So we didn't have to step off into feeling. And I didn't, even when those people came up with their fine-sounding arguments, even when they said, you know, let me explain your situation. And they would take my situation and put it in the Bible. And I'd say, no, my situation's in the Bible. It says Jesus died so I didn't have to be in it. Right? And as soon as I quit doing what got me in it, then He's going to take me out. And we're going to have His goodness. Amen? And I'm going to seek Him for who He is. Right? And the Word that I've gained, I'm not going to lose because I'm not going to get offended. I'm not going to be... Temptation comes. What, what, you know, and that, that's interesting that this one says temptation, another one says persecution. What were they tempted to do? They were tempted not to believe His Word. That, that's a temptation. That is the truest of all temptations. Let me tempt you not to believe it. Let me show you 5,000 people who said they were in faith and didn't get it. And they can say they're not, they were in faith and didn't all they want, but they're not right. Right? If the, Again, if they were in faith, true faith, and it did not work, why are we here? Because the world should have exploded. Right? Because God failed. If God fails in one thing, it's going to just reverberate down the line and the beginning to the end quit. It's not going to happen. That's how certain we can be when we have the truth of His Word in our heart. His Word's true. And He loves us. Amen? And so that's not going to happen, and we're not going to get offended. I'm not talking about anybody in here. I'm just giving you guys examples. See, these are examples. Now, I've been some of these, so I like to be an example to y'all that have never, right? And are never going to. So don't do this. Here, let me show them to you. Don't do this or this. A and B, toss them to the side. Don't, don't do those. Amen. And then we'll go to the next one, 14. And that which fell among the thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. So the, so the seed among thorns. In other words, I want your word, but I don't want to get rid of this. I want your word, but I don't want to trust you to give me this. I want your word, but, you know, my family has this every year. And I know you want me to serve here, but i got to do the family thing. And, my, you know, job, you know, and, and i I got this going on, and, and you got to make money. And how many, uh, 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 choke. <coughs> you just choked. Right? The word came. It was truth. You got it. Trust him. Right? 
get rid of the thorns because what it doesn't say is immediately they went and pulled the other stuff up so it could grow freely. They had to want to keep it or they'd have pulled it up. Right? God's Word brings light. And so it had to shine the light and say, Ooh, there's a thorn bush. Oop, that one's about to grow a rose, but get rid of it anyway. Oh, but now get rid of the, get there, that, the making money. That's great, but I can give you way more than that. Um, right? And it shines lights on. And the cares of this world, the other things get first place. And when they get first place, His Word takes second place and it can't. His Word won't work from the back. It won't do it. I tried it. I tried it. I got. I went into business uh, many, many years ago and uh, wanted to be rich. Saw in His Word where He said I could be, and I sought riches right from that point. Notice I didn't say I sought God. I sought riches. That's what I was looking for. If He'd have gave them to me, I'd have left Him right there. Why? Because I'd have got what I wanted. I didn't want God. I wanted to be rich. I just saw God as a way to get there. Right? And so I didn't want to get rid of the thorns in my life because those were the things I wanted to do. Those, you know, I didn't want to go teach Bible study four nights a week and work with inner city. No, no, no. A boat and fishing and golf and, and I'm looking for a big house and, and what, what I want to do. You know, free time. What is that? Free time. Free time. That's the, that's what God freed you from so you can have it now. Yeah, you're free. You've been made free so you can have the time to do the right things with it now. Amen? That's what my free time is. Hallelujah. But that's what I saw. And I didn't get rid of the thorns at all. And bore no fruit. Surprise, surprise. Oh, that's what it says. Brought no fruit to perfection. I wondered why that worked so well. It worked perfectly just the way it says. I can, I can, I can vouch for it. See, again, I'm using me as an example, guys. Isn't that great? You, you guys have never done it. Here we go. Here's C. Don't do that one. Don't do that one. Thank the Lord that I got a hold of a word that excited me and it, it, it caused me to begin to seek Him with all my heart and had nothing to do with riches. I still knew He wanted me rich, but now I knew He loved me and He had a plan for me that wasn't my plan, but man, was it fun. And I th- you know, I'm serious. I said four, four nights a week, we went and taught Bible studies. People say, oh, you go home and you go you work all day, you go home and then you go teach Bible study all night? Yep. Loved it. Loved it. Used to sit in the office and plan them. Yeah, the, the office, the bankrupt office where I was in between bill, bill collector calls. That, that office. Yeah. Plan my lessons. Write articles. Praise God, got zeal. And you all of a sudden quit thinking about that. Quit thinking about all those things. Got the love of God in my heart. Got the things of God in my heart. Got the things of, that's in His mind in my mind. And now I want to do those things. Right? Pulled up some thorns. Pulled up some thorns. Said several thorns to pull up, by golly. But I started pulling them up. And what I found was, he started pulling them out for me and saying, oh, let's get rid of this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, he started, he started weeding my garden real quick. Praise God. Gave me the real free time, amen? And, you know, and the, and the thing about it is, most of these people, this 
see. They're in church today. They're in church today, just like I was in church, saying, I wonder why God's not moving. You know, I'm giving, and, and I'm reading His Word. I'm studying everything I know about prosperity. I look at it every week, every week. I mean, I look at it, and, I, and, I, and, and God's... It would have been a perfect opportunity for me to step off of the God is good bandwagon real quick. And I didn't do that. I'd have been smack silly if I would have, too. Would have been smacked, but I didn't step off that, but I did wonder. And that's what people are doing. They're sitting in their pews and they're saying, you know, I tithe every week and I don't have blessings being poured on me that I can't handle, right? And, and my business is being devoured. And why? Because i got so many thorns in my seed that I'm not bringing any fruit. I'm not getting anything that God has for me. He's trying to grow. The seed's there. It's trying to grow. God's not... Again, I'm sitting there saying, why is God withholding this from me? God's not withholding anything. Seed in the ground grows. Period. It's a law that will never change. Right? The only seed that doesn't grow is the one that we mess up. Right? Remember a couple of years ago I talked about my tomato plants that I threw in the rocks? They didn't grow. I, I think, what do we get, like three tomatoes all year? It was sad. It was sad. Sad tomato plants. Yeah? But rocky soil, uh, thorny places. Um, at, at our house we live in now, we got this hillside. Nothing grows on it except weeds. Which is great for me. I hate mowing, so I'm like, hey, there's some weeds. Great. I like those. Those are pretty weeds too. Hey, put a flower on top of that one. That is perfect. Won't grow a thing. Won't grow a thing except weeds. What? Do you want your heart to be that way? Hey, look at Dave's heart. Oh, it grows the best weeds. Man, that's great. He's going to get good good fruit off those thistles. Maybe maybe they'll blow off and blow into somebody else's heart. Ooh, yuck. Now I'm responsible. Hey, and you are. I remember when we were young, a friend of mine, his, they owned a farm, and we had to go out and cut down the thistle. And you know why? Because the people next to you got mad at you if you let your thistle grow up and the wind blew it into their yard or their field. It overtook you, right? How did you like to stand before God? And he said, you remember that thistle you let just grow up in your heart? It blew over onto Sam over there, and he messed up the rest of his life. Whew. Don't want weeds in our yard. No, we want to hear the Word perfectly and do the things the Word says. Receive it in the goodness it was meant and it will bear the fruit that it is. That it is. Amen. Right? Amen. Amen. How can we prove that? Oh, look there. There's the next verse. Look at it. D. Do this. Hallelujah. D. Verse 15, but that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Oh, see, people, they don't want that. They don't want it now because you've got to have patience with it. Patience. You all have patience already. You do. It's in you. It's in you through the word of God. You can say you don't want it all you want. It's part of the salvation package. It's in there. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. If you, don't, if you don't have it, you don't have anything. Right? You say, I don't want this part. And you kind of like Peter say, all or nothing. You're getting it all. 
Patience is a good thing because people who don't faint receive. People who don't faint get the things that God has to do. That's why they brought this out the way they brought it out. An honest and good heart. What didn't I have when I wanted the riches? An honest and good heart. I didn't have an honest and good heart. My plan was for me. I had the plan. I didn't even look at Jeremiah 29, 11 that said, this is the plan I have for you. It says God. I looked at Dave's notebook that said, this is the plan. Big boat. Nice car. Off all the time. Right? By the way, if anyone's in business and thinks those things are wrong, off all the time doesn't happen. And if you're in ministry, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Honest and good heart. Praise God if you're in ministry. Rewards, blessings. And it does require your time. Hallelujah. Sometimes your flesh says, I don't want to do that. Your spirit says, I do. Right? You can see right where Jesus was. You can see every time you ministry. I mean, you're not going to the distance Jesus went to, but your little flesh thinks it is. Right? Because your little flesh says, I don't want to do that. And your spirit says, yeah, you do. Spirit's willing, flesh is weak. Which one's going to win? Mm, spirit, hallelujah. Amen. Honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. People that really, truly receive the word in the goodness of their heart with the right motives, seeking God first, receive a harvest every time because they know He's good, they won't quit on Him. If you trust Him, you won't quit on Him. You won't quit on His Word. If you trust that what He said is true, you will stand forever. Forever. You won't, you know, I got a younger brother, and somebody told me, somebody told me the other day, they said, Well, I'm just going to wait till he does this. And I'm like, <laughs> Good luck. You ain't going to ever get it. Because he is the most patient, irritating person I've ever been around. If, if he says it's not going to happen until a specific time, be guaranteed, unless God moves him, it ain't going to happen until that time. But praise God for people who are willing to know when something should happen and refuse to move until it does. Why he's in the place he's in, because otherwise I would have moved way ahead of him, lots of times, right? Right? And, and, and we'd have got no fruit, right? No fruit. No fruit's what you get when you move in the wrong. When you're patient, when you have an honest and good heart, you keep the word. You bear fruit. Amen? Because why? You get his plan, refuse to get offended. Every, every time you look at his word, you see goodness. You know, you can't even get confused. You know, because I remember I was in a, in a Sunday school class in the church that we went to before, and they were, I forget what they were reading, but it literally read, and there's lots of verses like this, it literally read like God struck somebody down. And uh, they said, well, and then of course they knew me. And they said, well, Dave, what do you think about that? And I said, well, I think I won't talk because there's something I'm missing. Why? Because God's good. If I don't understand it, I'm not going to say anything because God's good. He did give me understanding of the verse later, and we talked about it. Praise God. Once I've got His understanding, I'll move on it. Right? But God's good. And, and, how, and, and I asked God, I said, now why could I see that and they couldn't? And He said, because you thought I was good. You can hear right when you believe He's good. 
You cannot hear right if you don't. Eventually, 2 plus 2 will equal 5 to you. If you don't believe he's good. You will get messed up. Because his laws are perfect. His word is true. It cannot be messed up. Amen? You know what happens to people that mess it up? Let me show you. You don't have to turn there. Numbers 13. We can talk about these people that messed it up. Because back in Leviticus, here's what God said to all these people. He said, But I said to you, you will possess their land. I will give it to you as an inheritance, a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm the Lord your God. That's pretty firm. That's the Lord your God telling you that. Now let's see what these people say. In Numbers 13 and verse 27. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely, surely it did flow with milk and honey. Look at the size of these grapes. Man, they were, what are they, carrying them on a stick or something? They were that big. Look at the size of these grapes. Huh? But, their butt just got in the way. Right? <laughs> they're if. They're nevertheless. Sorry. Whatever it was, it got in the way. Hallelujah. <laughs> nevertheless, uh, nevertheless, they just got the word stolen out of their heart. They nevertheless their way out of possessing that land. Nevertheless, the people are strong. We're afraid. The, the Amalekites dwell in the land. Blah, blah, blah. They don't. Like, I don't have the money. I don't have a good job. My dad didn't treat me right. My mom left me. My, how many excuses are you going to come up with? Failure is easier than that. Just say, I quit. You don't even need an excuse. Quit giving excuses. You don't need them. You can fail without one excuse. It's real easy. I quit. Right? And you hear it all the time. People say, oh, well, this happened, and you know, I, I have the right to be messed up because my childhood was this, this, and then like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you've got the right. What was I thinking? God can't fix that. <laughs> I mean, and that's what I mean. If you anybody, and you have none of you have ever sounded that way, but maybe I have. But it's just not true. Just quit. Don't make excuses to quit, or shut up. Get in the Word of God. And be changed. Go from what Brother Moore says, victim to victor. Right? Because when you sit around and talk about what they talked about, well, God said I could have this, but he must not have realized what home life I had. And he, he must not, you know, he probably didn't see the giants. He was probably, his eyes were going to and fro across the earth, and he missed them. <laughs> These great big eight and nine foot people, he, he just missed those. So, see, and then we can talk ourselves out of it real quick, because since God missed them, then we're justified in failing. Right? Just because He said we could possess the land and overtake them. Overcome them. Isn't that what He said? He said, I will give, yeah, you will possess their land. So obviously He knew there would be in, they would, there would be living them. Or whatever. Is that good English? Huh? Them people would be there. He knew that. Right? He didn't overlook it. He didn't miss something. He knew it. Didn't scare him. Right? Doesn't scare him when the doctor says, you know, you might have this. Doesn't scare God. Certainly, but you got a million people out there who say, well, yeah, he might be able to heal a hangnail, but they're talking about heart conditions and they're talking about stuff that they can't even fix. 
<laughs> oh, the doctors can't even do it? Well, forget God then, man, he's out. But that's what we do. We worship anything but God. They worship the giants. They put them ahead of God. God's Word was true. If they'd have put it in their heart and kept it with patience, they'd have possessed. Right? They didn't. They believed their eyes. Right? They believed everything but what God had for them. And what they had heard with their ears, no value. Amen? So what are we going to hear? What are we going to do so that doesn't happen to us? Look at Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. What are we going to do? We're going to hear His Word. We're going to hear it in goodness and honesty from that foundation of God is good. We're going to keep it and we're going to wait until it happens every single time. Amen? Well, I can't keep it. Every time I start start keeping it, you know, something happens. It goes, no, no, no. Did I say no? No, then. We'll, we'll go with no is the right answer. Amen. Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear. Sounds like he's saying, hear me. Listen. Right? So what are we going to do? We're going to listen. We're not going to let His words depart from our eyes. Why? Because if you do, what are you going to see? That situation. Right? What do I want? His Word. Situation? Word. Don't let my eyes depart from His Word. His Word says I'm healed. I don't care what the... I'm not even looking at the x-ray. Don't need to look at it. Got a higher report. Already already found the x-ray I wanted. It said, by his stripes I am healed. It had every stripe on his back and me healed. That's the x-ray I wanted. I keep my eyes. I don't let it depart from my eyes. I keep it in my heart. What? I heard it and I kept it in my heart. What? That heart that doesn't have thorns in it anymore. That heart that doesn't have the hard pass. That heart that's had all the rocks sifted out of it. That heart. That heart that, that Phil brings you the dirt. He brings you that load of dirt. It don't have no rocks in it. Right, Phil? That's the good soil. That stuff will grow things. That's what it's designed to do. Right? That's the soil we're talking about. That's where we're keeping this Word. That's the heart we're keeping it in. For their life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Now, when you find them and keep them, right? Not just find them. Right? Lots of people have found verses. Lots of people threw them away. You find them, you keep them. Right? Then what does it say? Right? It's health to your flesh, first of all. That's a good reason to keep them in your heart right there. You just walk around healthy all the time. I never get sick. I wonder why. Because you got the Word in your heart. And it's life to those who find it and health to all your flesh. Right? That's you, You don't have to be sick. Why? I got walking medicine in me all the time. I just walk around and I'm healthy. Right? And, and I keep that word, and what, what does it do? It, it gives me health. Right? It's better than a glass of orange juice. Right? Way better. Although I like orange juice. It's not as good as Mountain Dew, but no. I'm not going to go there. And then we're going to keep our heart with diligence. We're not going to do... How do you keep your heart? You do just the things we're talking about. Oh, there's a thorn coming up. Pull it. 
Right? Now, what do you wait? Wait till it grows up and see how pretty it is? No, it's a thorn. Get it out of there now. You keep in your heart. If you're keeping a garden, what do you do? You go out and you weed it. You get rid of the stuff in there that's going to cause the stuff not to bear fruit. Right? So every day I'm going to keep my heart. How am I going to do that? I'm going to pull out the rocks. Oh, there's a rock. Ooh, I need, I need a little rain so those rocks will show up. The water of the Word will do that for you. I want to, he'll send the latter rain. He'll send me some rain. All those rocks will come right to the top. I'll throw them out. Right? I can keep my heart. I can make my heart a place where every time the seed of His Word hits it, it bears fruit. Right? Keep my heart with all diligence. Why? Because out of it flow the issues of life. What you're experiencing is what's in your heart. What you're experiencing is what's in your heart. Some people smile. Some people don't. Guess what? Good news. God can fix everything. He can take your heart and He can get you some good dirt. He can help you get rid of those thorns. And, it, you know, and, and give you the ability to have the fruit that He desired for you to have. Not what you've built for yourself. Amen? Amen. So how are we going to get others to do this? Let's look at First Timothy and or Second Timothy, and we'll close. Hallelujah. We are going to be the ones that declare God's goodness all the time, all the time. We're going to be the ones that preach and teach and and declare it with our lives. We're going to say people are going to say, "Oh, these people told me he doesn't heal every time," and we'll say, "Hey." Hey, 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 let's look at this. I got some word that I've been storing in my heart, but I can also show it to you in here. And he does heal. And he, 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 in his great design of this whole planet, he decided you should be well. He decided you didn't have to suffer every day. He decided that good things were in store for you. Made a good plan. We're going to be those people. We're going to be the people that preach the word. Prepared in season and out to correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. This is the NIV this time in 2 Timothy 4.1. Sorry, I just said 2 Timothy, didn't I? You guys didn't? Couldn't see my heart, sorry. See how it was? All right. Hallelujah. Carefully instruct for the time will come. When men will put, not put up with sound doctrine. Now see, they call the prosperity message and healing and the goodness of God. I just call it the goodness of God message. He's a good God. I don't need to name it with money or anything else. He's good. Got a good plan, and that's what I call it, the goodness of God. But people call that um, I'm trying to think of a nice word for it. People call it... Uh, not good things. How about that? I'm not, I can't think of a nice one. But they say that it's not right, that it's not sound, and it causes people to fail because they get their faith and their hope out there, and then they don't get it. And, and, it cause, and you just can't go around telling people that they can believe God who loves them and they can have their health, and then they don't get it, and they're all, you know, now, now they're mad at God. It's not, no. Let me just go, no. You can tell people that. It's sound doctrine. Why is it sound doctrine? It's backed up by the Word. I'm not telling them they can be healed. I'm not going to tell any of you guys that you can be well. 
The Word is. I'm not going to tell you that He wants you prosperous. The Word is. My job is to declare what the Word already says. My job is not to declare some new form of, well, you might be prosperous if you do this, A, B, C, D, and then stand on your head and tilt to the left. No. The Word says it. It's true. I don't care what experience or non-experience you've had. It's true. It's sound doctrine. If you read the Bible and you believe God's good, you'll get His goodness out of it. Right? If you read the Bible and you don't trust Him, you can't even see it. It's hidden to you. Right? Not hidden to us, by golly. We're, we're putting up with sound doctrine. Right? You going to put up with it? Even when He talks about sin in your life and... Right? Temptation. Jesus being tempted. I remember when he, when he said that the first time, what, a couple, three weeks ago? You could have, it was like, <gasps> yeah. No, Jesus was tempted. Yeah, I mean, and it was good. You know, we need to hear that over and over again. Why? Because you're not hearing it elsewhere. You're not hearing it elsewhere. You're hearing, oh, you're probably the only one ever experienced this. <laughs> yeah, they, the reason they can't understand is no one else ever experienced this. They can't understand because you're the only one in the world that's ever had this happen to them. That's the, that's the kind of lies you're hearing. So when you hear Jesus was tempted in every way, but overcame so that you could overcome, Amen. praise God. That's sound doctrine. Not well accepted. Right? Why? It didn't tickle my ears. Well, that didn't tickle my ears. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, build a doctrine around what your life is. Right? You, you can. Yeah, you know, I, I was doing so good and it all fell through and it was the economy and, you know, I'm just like Job. Well, be like him then. Get your, get your twice back, pray for your friends and get, a, get back. No, but they don't read that part. And they don't read the part where Job says, oh, surely I spoke of things too wonderful for me to know. And they don't read the part where it says, Satan went and took. Right? They, they read the part and says, well, it's all good. But what they're trying to do is fail. Like I said, don't make excuses. Just fail. We don't need an excuse. There's all kinds of... You could go to people out on the street today and say, whatever happened to you? I just didn't want to do anything. That's a better excuse than, well, I tried this, tried that, and tried that, and nothing worked. And, uh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Failure's easy. Amen? Where do I suit their own desires? They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Right? They'll, they'll say what they want to hear, but it'll have no power. It'll bring no faith. But it's easy to stay where you're at that way. Nobody bothering you. Right? Just let me sit here and be the failure I want to be. I'm, poor me. <laughs> Itching ears. I'll just sit and be the failure that he want, you know, that I'm going to be. God made me this way. You know, if I'm a failure, that's the way God made me. Right? He must have known I was going to fail. Whew. Man, you must really have itching ears. Man, you went way outside the Word of God. Verse 4, they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Now, see, they say healing all the time and faith 
is believing in myths. When somebody says, God's going to get me a car. I'm believing in a car. You know, I'm going to use that car for the glory of God. I'm believing in it. They say, oh, don't get your hopes up. Well, if you don't get your hopes up, where are you going to get your faith? Right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So I guess if you don't get your hopes up, you never have to worry about, oh, oh, you're right, I better not get my hopes up. I don't want to be disappointed. I'm not saying nothing. That's a myth. God wants you to have good things. God planned for you to have good things. God's Word did what it took for you to have it. Yeah, he doesn't even have to do anything new. You know, like when you're believing for your health, he'd, oh, that's a new disease. I've got to whip up a new batch of healing. No. What, it, what he had healed everybody, healed everything. He doesn't, he's not whipping up a new batch of salvation for you. The one-time salvation package is still the good salvation package. It works for every human that ever walked and will walk the planet. Right? It prayed itself ahead of everyone and back to them. Made sense? Made sense to me. Did you hear my heart? Okay. Hallelujah. But you, keep your head in all situations. And that was where I missed it because I wouldn't keep my head. People started talking that junk. I said, hey, that's wrong. Let me show you five places in the Word. You can't do that. Look at your living. By the time I had them so confused and mad, they didn't ever want to see me again. Keep your head. Know what to say. Know what not to say. Know what to do. Know what not what to do. And walk in love, and you can change their direction. Amen? Amen. Keep your head. Endure hardships. You're going to have to endure the hardships to keep your head, because people are going to say, you're whacked out of your head, man. I can't believe you believe that. I knew 16 people who believe that, and they're all in the poorhouse. Keep your head. Don't hit them. <laughs> do the work of an evangelist. Hallelujah. What's an evangelist do? He declares the goodness of God. What was an evangelist do? He is sent out to preach the gospel. What's the gospel? The good news for God so loved you that He gave. And you're the apple of His eye and He's got a good plan. And good and good and good and faith and love and peace. and mm, 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 mm. You can eat on that. Right? And somebody comes up and says, here, let me... You need to eat some of this badness. You need to say, oof. That's like green beans. Broccoli. No. No, we ain't going there. Can't have cookies all the time, can we? Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Our ministry is to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim His good news. One of the greatest ways we do that is walk in the blessings that He's put on our, put in our lives. We walk in the fullness of peace that passes understanding. When everything's going crazy, when it ain't looking so good, and they look over at you, and you're like Jesus taking a nap. And they come to you, the economy's down, the stock market's dropping, the dollar's falling, how can you sleep? Oh, I'm sorry, I was relying on God's economy. You're waking me up. Can you leave me alone? I had a different economy in mind. Amen? I wasn't relying on what they were saying. Right? I'm asleep in the, in the boat. I'm at peace. 
I'm prospering no matter where I'm at because it didn't say I'll prosper everywhere you put your foot except when the economy's not doing good. It says I'll prosper. So what we need to do is walk around a little more. Right? We'll start walking around. Prosperity will start coming places that didn't have it before. Well, I put my foot there. So hope you guys like money. Huh? That's where I put my foot. You're going to get a harvest. Hallelujah. And we're going to be healthy. We're going to have salvation in its highest and fullest form. That love of God that He shed abroad in our heart is going to compel us to tell everyone that sees us and be that witness, not go a-witnessing. Don't do what I did. Don't turn people upside down and shake them until they believe what you say because they don't really believe it. They just want you to quit shaking them. Be a witness. Enjoy His goodness. Hear His Word. Keep it in your heart. Endure and receive. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory. 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 Let's just praise Him for a minute. Thank you, Father. We thank you that you are good. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for your mercy and your grace in our life. We thank you for salvation. We thank you that you loved us so much that you came and got us. You gave what it took to get us. And I am yours and you are mine. And I love you with all my heart, with all my soul. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.